Welcome to the Canadian SME Podcast, a podcast for Canadian small businesses. We interview Canadian experts and entrepreneurs to provide expert insight into marketing, innovation, business leadership, technology, and trends that impact small business. Our mission is to empower Canadian small and medium enterprise to help you grow your business. This fall, Apple's iOS 14 update will crack down on privacy measures for Apple users, causing issues for people and businesses who regularly use Facebook and Google ads to reach new customers or raise awareness on their products or services. For small and local businesses that utilize these features, it could result in a loss of consumership and reachability. Hi everyone, this is Maheen from Canadian SME Small Business Magazine. We recently got the chance to chat with Ethan Slotkin, the shadow CEO and small business expert. Ethan Slotkin earned the moniker the shadow CEO by working with thousands of businesses to adjust business strategy, to see the bigger picture and pivot accordingly to market developments. He has 15 years of experience in strategy consulting, loyalty rewards marketing, and has created several successful businesses. He consulted to numerous startups at various stages from pre-seed through Series D. In this podcast, Ethan discussed how the update could negatively impact businesses, particularly those that offer specialized products and sell exclusively online, and why businesses should create an all-encompassing advertising and marketing plan incorporating additional methods such as email marketing, content production, and strong website traffic. Hi, Ethan. I'd like to welcome you to our small business podcast. How are you today? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me. Perfect. So, Ethan, tell us, give us more information on your role to give our readers a better idea of what it is that you do exactly. Sure. So I work with small business owners and entrepreneurs uh, kind of nonstop all day, every day across wow. every kind of uh, business. It seem, it, it feels like every kind of business imaginable, uh, all kinds of different things, services, uh, brick and mortar tech, uh, every kind of, you know, startup, all those kinds of things. Um, and so I help them with general strategy and consulting. Um but then also packaging up like their business plans and financial models and debt to kind of make sure that they have the right direction uh, uh, with their business, be it for internal purposes to develop their business right and, and be more successful or for external purposes for trying to raise money, things like that. Perfect. That's interesting. Now, having worked with thousands of businesses to help them develop a better business strategy, what would you say is the biggest challenge that entrepreneurs face when it comes to implementing a strong business strategy that can contribute to their success? Um, so. I think a lot of times entrepreneurs tend to have a reasonably good pulse more often than not on something that might make sense. But there's really two constraints to that, I would say. Mm -hmm. One is, you know, as an entrepreneur, we have different levels of, of experience and expertise, especially now with like the world moving so much, right? right? So to be able to implement a really good strategy in the current form, you kind of have to understand, for instance, a lot about digital. Like that's a very important component of what's going on, needless to say. Um, right. So sometimes, you know, entrepreneurs are either busy or they don't know what they don't know. Mm -hmm. So kind of staying on top of that and making sure that that the entrepreneur has a full understanding of the world as it's moved is really right. important and will impact. So I think that's one. Mm -hmm. And then the other one I always say is the strategy always has to be explicitly connected to numbers and, right. and where the business can go. Even though financial projections are never at all perfect, right? You can't, nobody could predict the future perfectly. They mm -hmm. still give you a good sense of like what a given strategy can do, what impact it can have on the business. Right. And that's, that's how you, should, you know, any entrepreneur should be making their decisions, strategic decisions with their business, regardless of what business type it is. So right. I'd say the second is, is just knowing, you know, your numbers inside and out. So you mm -hmm. can effectively make these decisions both, you know, when thinking about it and then as, as the business is moving on the fly as well. 
I 100% agree with you. But you know how Apple recently announced its new iOS 14 update that will have an impact on privacy measures for its users. So how do you believe this new update will impact business owners, especially those who sell exclusively online? Yeah, I mean, it, it limits the ability to target as effectively as, as historically mm-hmm. is what it does, right? right? So nobody knows exactly Nobody publicly knows exactly what the numbers are, but if we take 100% of the population who may use Facebook or Instagram or any anywhere where, where people are viewing ads, mm-hmm. you know, some percentage of those of those people, um, you know, might just have a quick muscle memory response. So if they see a prompt now that says, "Are you okay with us utilizing your data and cookies or whatever?" They may just hit okay because they don't think about it anymore, right? And right. Some percentage might be totally okay with the cooking, to be honest with you. In fact, I'm kind of okay with it myself. I think it's interesting, makes my life a bit easier to, to be targeted, so I don't mind. But mm-hmm. then there's a decent percentage of the population who don't, who don't like it. They don't want their data tracked, right. understandably. Um, and, you know, especially with people getting smarter, that's not an inconsequential portion of the population. And what mm-hmm. that means is um, businesses now will not be able to target that group as effectively as in the past. So right. I think even prior to this happening with iOS 14 and otherwise, there was always an importance that existed of making sure you're you're capturing your customers' contact info directly and involuntarily, mm-hmm. of course, so you can have direct communication lines with them, right? And have that right. kind of direct marketing channel um, because you never know what's going to happen with any channel, right? It's not just this iOS 14 update or otherwise, it's what happens if you take a lot of time to build up your, you know, your Instagram account and mm-hmm. Instagram shuts it down or there's a problem with it or something? I mean, the same problem happens at that point. And so I think just getting that, that kind of um, first level, um, you know, direct contact has always right. been crucial. It's just magnified a little bit more now is what I would say. Absolutely. Now, in your expert opinion, like why do you believe it's crucial for business owners to create an all-inclusive advertising and marketing plan, like incorporating additional methods such as email marketing, content production, and strong website traffic? So how do you believe this can benefit their business in the long run? Yeah, so so I agree with you. I, I do believe in that. I, I do also want to say that I think there's limitations to that, right? Because there's only so mm-hmm. much that any given business can take on. Um, So there's a balance between like having diversified channels and not being too diversified where you're spread too thin. Mm -hmm. Um, But the problem is, is is we don't necessarily have control over any of those channels. Right. Right. And additionally, the world is moving so fast constantly. Right. So like something Mm -hmm. that may have been working previously either may have gotten too concentrated and too expensive or maybe there's something new that's that's even better all of a sudden. So I think, you know, especially in 2021, like entrepreneurs have to have a lot of flexibility in terms of, you know, where there's an opportunity that exists mm-hmm. to be able to just have that, that fluidity to be able to just attack it if that's something that they need to do. Right. Equally, even if everything stayed the same, we don't know what's necessarily going to work and not work. And it's, oh, you know, okay. like, so we need to, we need to be nimble enough to say this channel, you know, we put, we did it correctly. The strategy was good and sound. It's just not responsive, even though we thought it might be a very responsive channel okay, you know, let's now take that time, money, whatever, and, right. and apply it to another channel or in, in another place instead. So that happens sometimes, even if the strategy is perfect. Absolutely. No, it's like just testing the waters, correct? Yeah. Now, do you believe it's smart for entrepreneurs to kind of solely rely on digital ads? Like since online platforms such as Google and Facebook are constantly implementing new rules and regulations. Yeah, no, I, I don't think it's generally speaking a great idea. They're excellent channels, right? Like never before having any of these channels did we have the ability 
to target so specifically and reach uh, a population at such scale as this, right? Like we've never had something like this before. So it's, it's pretty excellent in that sense, right? Right. Um, however, you know, to your point, no, you know, we don't control those channels. And, and so as it relates to pricing pressure, that's something that's out of our control where it could become too expensive for our economics. Mm-hmm. Um, as it relates to just getting flagged or, or banned for something that you did, even if it was not intent, like there's all these various things that, that could affect it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think just the general premise of, you know, email capture specifically is what people often think about, mm-hmm. you know, email capture, you can have a direct relationship with your customer as long as they're opting into it, as long as they're okay with it at the end of the right. day. Right. Uh, but if they are, you know, then you take, then you're able to take the burden on yourself and your business to make sure you're providing that person or people with just awesome, valuable content, right. That mm-hmm. that's, that's ideally personalized to the best of your ability as well. And then you just have a relationship and the relationship is, you know, you're providing something of of real good value to them that they look forward to. And in exchange for that, you know, you're staying top of mind. And so it could help your business too. And that's a, you know, that's a pretty fair exchange at the end of the day. Absolutely. Now, how would you say COVID-19 has impacted the way that entrepreneurs manage their business online? Like what kind of challenges are e-commerce business owners facing since the pandemic? Yeah, well, you know, so there's a couple of categories of businesses. So first off, it's, Let's start with the, the the brick and mortar historical ones, which many of them didn't even have a digital presence, right? And this right. is not just small businesses. This is large businesses as well, like huge consumer packaged goods companies, you know, did not necessarily have excellent e-commerce presences to begin with. So that's interesting in and of itself, to be honest with you. Um, mm-hmm. For digital businesses that, that were already online, there's a couple of things that are happening, right? Like right. one is by the day we have new channels that are cropping up constantly right so in the mm-hmm. past it was facebook instagram twitter etc um now it's TikTok, it's triller it's clubhouse right. um it, you know channels are constantly cropping up and it could be a little bit tricky as, as a you know business owner to figure out where to focus your attention right so that's number one number mm-hmm. two you know luckily like you know economies have been moving and people have been spending to some extent but there is still impact of job loss that exists right now. So consumers um, on the consumer side of things are not spending as much. Even businesses, though, because it always kind of uh, winds up winds up radiating everywhere, is right. uh, are also a little bit cautious as it relates to budgets as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and you pair that with the fact that yes, like media costs are a little bit lower, but you still need to find customers at the end of the day. So that's a bit of a challenge. Mm-hmm. And then of course the other challenge that that you know online business owners are having. Um, that wasn't so much the case before is logistics is become has become a very big challenge. Um, a lot of logistics, depending upon if you have a direct e-commerce business or you have a drop shipping business or whatever it is, a lot of those logistics were from outside of the U.S. Uh, right. very often, in or, or Canada for that matter, or, or, or outside of North America in, in general. And, and I think with that being the case, we've seen what's happened with operations. This right. is not just like geopolitical, which always a little bit comes into the picture, but it's also just plain old supply chain, you know, with factory workers being out, you can't produce mm-hmm. as many goods, you can't produce as many goods, you can't get them across. And it, it kind of creates bottlenecks, uh, you know, all over the place. And when that happens, you know, we have customers that are unhappy at the end of the day for, for some variety of reasons. So being able to somehow manage operations, you know, it's interestingly, interestingly been not just an exercise of optimizing your digital business and your digital uh, marketing, it's also been an exercise of adapting your supply chains and your operations, not just for now, but potentially into the future as well. And I think, you know, 
there's a lot of great things that come from having globalized supply chains, as, as we know, right? You get access to a variety of goods and different uh, costs and different, you know, consumer pools and all that kind of good stuff. Mm-hmm. But on the same token, you know, I, I do think we're a little bit moving towards a more personalized, localized chain because of some of the issues that we've seen now. And and frankly, in general, I think I think that was the intent, you know, just to be able to get to something like that and keep the costs at a similar level, you know, you just have to figure out how to automate more of it. And so I think we've seen that, you know, in process for several industries, it's just going to take, you know, some time before time, we get yeah. there. Yeah, exactly. So what's your best advice that you can give to entrepreneur when it comes to like social media marketing? Like how can they make the best out of social media marketing advertising and like so that their business can succeed? Yeah. So I think thinking through the frame and uh, in the, in the lens of the, of the trajectory of the different channels is important. And let me explain what I mean by that. Mm-hmm. Um, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all the kind of, you know, incumbents, let's call it in social um, you know, certainly Google, because, you know, billions of people are using Google as well. Um, as a result, like they, they all have the kind of the development curves that exist, right? So in the beginning, when you're using them, everyone kind of knows the story, you get a lot of organic traffic, you put a post up, a lot of people see it, so you're kind of getting free awareness is what you're right. getting at the end of the day. Um, but that declines over time, right? Because they're ad ba- ad-based platforms. And so obviously, mm-hmm. they want to make money. With that being said, those platforms are excellent from an advertising standpoint, because they have very large audiences. They also have more sophisticated data um, and tools that enable you to reach audience. But as you're looking for organic, you know, it tends to be the newer platforms that get you more organic value at the end of the day, because mm-hmm. they're in process of trying to generate that engine and develop it. And so I think it's not it's not so much that it's black and white, but, but you know, as an entrepreneur, thinking about the emerging channels as more organic drivers or potential organic drivers, and thinking right. about the older channels as more, you know, more paid channels, probably the generally right framework. It's not 100%, right? Like they're still in a way to get some organic traffic, certainly in, in the incumbent channels. Um, there's certainly with an SEO, a way to get organic traffic as well. But if you're trying to think about how to mobilize your time and your budget, I think it's a good enough framework to start with to, to, to figure out where to deploy your resources. Absolutely. Now, on a final note, Ethan, like, how would you say social media marketing has evolved over recent years? Certainly a lot more video now. Uh, yeah. We've seen that with actual direct commerce, uh, commerce within video as well. Mm-hmm. Um, people just want something that's that's more interactive and a bit more human as well. And that kind of, as we've all seen, means people on video being their human selves, being something that people you know can relate to or, or find entertaining or otherwise. What's right. also happened, though, is um, there's just a lot more people that are touching it and trying to produce content, right? And, and and the more you see people having success with social media in any variety of ways, with their own business, with affiliate marketing, with becoming an influencer, whatever it is, the more people will flock to it, needless to say. So mm-hmm. that, that threshold for being able to stand out has just changed a little bit, right? Like in right. the past, you could probably get away with whatever. And now, it, you know, you see people often... Uh, investing a lot of money to create these very elaborate videos these days mm-hmm. because the bar has just changed in terms of what's good enough content. It's right. kind of like analogous to, to TV, right? Like nobody would really watch anything that got put on TV 70 years ago because the production quality was poor and it was not, a, you know, not as exciting, et cetera. Uh, mm-hmm. Everything's just gotten better. And, and that's the evolution of technology and, you know, like everything, right? Is that the bar right. just elevates. So I, I'd say the general framework though that I try to think of you know, for any entrepreneur is when you're putting something out there, people value educational, right? But usually they value educational, not just for educational purposes, they value educational because it's going to help them in their lives. 
usually make more money or have a more peaceful life or a happier life or whatever else it is. Right. And I think the other lens of it is you also kind of have to be entertaining to some extent too, to be honest with you. Uh, people are on there because, you know, they, they don't, yes, they want to learn, but they mm-hmm. also don't want to fall asleep as well. Uh, so there's some balance in there and, you know, between entertaining and then educational, uh, depending upon what you're putting out there. That's amazing. Now, I know for a fact that our audience would be pleased with the responses you've shared on such important topics, especially for small business owners, as they're interested, you know, in learning so much more about social media marketing. But thank you so much, Ethan, for joining us today. It was great knowing more about you and what you do and what is your advice to small business owners. So really, thank you so much. We appreciate it. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to the Canadian SME Podcast. Please visit canadiansme.ca to subscribe and join us next week as we share more expert advice from Canadian business leaders.